Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. 705 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You could join us at 512-836-0590. I think I should apologize for District Attorney uh, Jose Garza. I should apologize. Uh, I've been saying for a, a couple of years that this guy is soft on crime. He's actually got no approach to crime. Did you know that there are 7,000 pending felony cases in his office that have been failed to process? 7,000 pending felonies? 7,000 pending felony cases that he has failed to process. Yeah, sounds like this guy has uh, not done anything except yeah. sit up there and prosecute cops. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, listen, uh, you can join us at 512-836-0590. Daniel Lubetsky. He is uh, a businessman, an entrepreneur, the creator of Kind Snacks. Uh, I think he's probably been on a few episodes of Shark Tank as well, hasn't he? He looks like the guy that would have been. Yeah, he looks familiar. I think I have seen him on uh, Shark Tank before. He does look very familiar. Or some kind of show like it. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I guess he lives here locally. I didn't know that. Yeah, district attorney's race in Travis County is among the most important this cycle, he says. Everyone able to vote by March the 5th? Be sure to watch a video that he has uh, on his Twitter feed, Daniel Lubetsky, uh, on uh, on X. I've shared this post on, on mine, so you can find it there, at Todd Jeffries. Uh, and, and he highlights some stories in which everybody listening should be thinking about before they go to the polls. Uh, he cites examples of D.A. Garza being soft on crime and actually fostering more crime in the process. He tells the story of, well, Garza letting Santos Celos Flores, who was uh, awaiting trial for participating in the gang rape of a 13-year-old girl, let him out on a $40 bond. And while out on bond, Celos Flores molested two more young girls. I would expect, unfortunately, nothing less from this clown show of a district attorney's office in Travis County. Then we also got the story of Hilario Adrian's bond that was lowered to just a dollar after Garza failed to bring his aggravated assault case to a grand jury in time. And shortly after his release, he brutally attacked an innocent bystander in downtown Austin, stabbing him to death. Yep, I remember that. Thank you, D.A. Garza. Mm -hmm. And then we should also thank D.A. Garza for the story of Richard Williams brutally raped uh, his ex-girlfriend at knife point for two hours while strangling and beating her. Garza cut a deferred adjudication plea uh, deal with Williams, meaning he was released just after 90 days in prison without anything on his record. No harm, no foul. Didn't happen. Yep. Where are the women of Austin, Texas on that story? Uh, I, you know, I, the, it, the liberal women of Austin, <laughs> Texas, should be incredibly pissed at the incredibly liberal DA. Well, they're too busy talking about how how important it is to reimagine public safety, the kind of thing that leads to this exact thing. By the way, how about Garza releasing uh, Darian Reese, who had an aggravated, who had a charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon for uh, for uh, pistol whipping a woman? Uh, he let this guy out on a PR bond. That's a personal reconnaissance bond. Many gay, yeah, I'll come back. Yeah, I'll come back for my trial. I'll come back. Right. 
Well, just weeks after he was released on bond, Reese committed murder in the same house where he pistol whipped a woman. Thank you, D.A. Garza. And where are the where are the liberal women on this one? Huh? No, uh, crickets. Crickets. It's all crickets. 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 Well, uh, according to the data, under District Attorney Garza's watch, uh, a 127% increase in the murder rate since he took office. Carjackings have more than doubled. Convictions are down 61%. And zero jury trials by Garza since he took over as DA. This is a man who's your district attorney who has never presided over a or, or never never presented a felony case. And isn't it interesting, you know, that, that you, I mean, here are the real results. You know, he'll, he'll cook the books for some, you know, KXAN investigation or, or what, you know, whoever he talked to when he said that he had a 91% conviction rate. And he'll make it look like he's doing something. But this, this is the real data. These are the real figures right here. And then you look at how unsafe... And unproductive he's been, just period. And just last week, you had 10 Democrats, uh, a number of sitting, current sitting council members, four, former council members, a, a, you know, a guy who's in Congress now, all extolling the virtues of Jose Garza, demanding Jeremy Silestine give back that evil Nazi Republican donor money that they got. Mm. Meantime, this is the guy that they're propping up. This. Yes. This is the reimaginer, right? Well, listen, here. I I know that the, the Jenna Haynes of the world and, and all of the other uh, policy hacks that work at City Hall, they're saying, well, how can you blame all of this on Garza? Here's some examples. When he took office, Garza abolished the DA division that sorted out cases. And as a result, today, there are uh, 7,000 unindicted felony crimes. Not seven. Not 70, not 700, but 7,000 pending cases that the DA's office has failed to process. <laughs> you know, I, I remember a similar story. Not, not, I mean, the DA wasn't quite the same, but up in Williamson County, there, when, there was a new DA that took over and, and had to spend, I think, months clearing out this ridiculous backlog of felony cases. Sounds like we got the same problem under this guy in Travis County. Here's another 7, example 000. of why Garza's involved in this. In 2021, Garza released a bail reform plan that explicitly included releasing people on bail for just $1. Since then, Travis County has been plagued by crimes committed by people out on bonds. Here's another. Over 75 uh, out of the professional staff of 95 experienced prosecutors have left the DA's office since Garza took over in 2021. One of those is Jeremy Silverstein, who's a Democrat that right. wants to seek that position. Right. Daniel Betts is a Republican, a conservative. He's also seeking the DA's position. Uh, Garza has hired uh, inexperienced and untested lawyers to handle the most serious and complicated cases in Travis County. And, uh, and yeah, and in fact... Uh, Mr. Lubowitz on uh, on the Twitterverse highlights a few stories uh, about, well, one, including Lynn Isaac, who survived a brutal attack while running in Travis Heights. She solved her own case through the uh, through next door and the trusted DA's office with the prosecution and was then shocked when her attacker got probation with no jail time and no electronic monitoring. That's that's the guy that broke that woman's leg in the process yeah. of fighting. Her leg was broken. And she was use, uh, able to use through Nextdoor and social media, able to find about four, five, six, seven other women mm -hmm. who say they've been assaulted by this man. She had to go do the work because the man who claims to be, you know, the, the prosecutor who's going who's gonna to get justice for victims, he clearly is not interested whatsoever. whatsoever. How about this one? How about this one? LaShonda Lemons. She was beaten so badly by her partner that she'd lost her baby. 
The DA's office got the case and lowered the charge to aggravated assault to a lesser offense that gave him deferred adjudication, a punishment that allows the offender to walk away without a conviction. Should and this was him. all done over Lemon's objections, too. Should charge him with murder for killing that baby. Yes. Well, according to uh, this tweet from uh, Mr. Lubowitz, he says that Jeremy Silverstein is a lifelong Democrat running the Democrat Party in Travis County, and he's a, he's an attorney, and he's a native member of uh, uh, a University of Texas, and and basically is uh, that's who this this uh, Lubowitzki uh, is endorsing uh, to be the next DA. Yeah, he's a member of, of the uh, Alabama Cushata tribe. Oh, how as about well. that? Yeah. Uh, so. We talked about, you know, he meant, and you mentioned there that more than 75 uh, out of the 95 experienced prosecutors have left since he took over in 2021. You remember we talked about it. He, uh, they were putting out ads when he first took over, you know, looking for new, new uh, prosecutors. Do you want to prosecute cops was basically the ad that they had put out there. So, of course, they're going to get a bunch of inexperienced, young activist hacks working in that office. That's exactly what he's got now. And here's the result. I want to be very clear. There's no media outlet in town that will report those stories no. the way we just did. And I'll be honest with you, we will probably take a lot of heat for it. Yeah, we always do. And that's okay. 718 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us, too, at 512-836-0590. Y'all got uh, Daniel Lebetsky's uh, tweet at the top of my Twitter feed uh, on X at Todd Jeffries. And he... He highlights some uh, some horrible, uh, well, some horrible problems in the district attorney's office, Jose Garza's office. He sure too. does. Yes, man, oh, man. Uh, all right, jump in at 512-836-0590 uh, here on the Todd and Oz Show. Listen, uh, there was, a, I guess, a kind of an informal, uh, I don't know, uh, a session last night where folks got together to talk about SB4. That takes effect next week. Mm-hmm. It's a measure that gives law enforcement the authority to arrest people caught in the country illegally. In the city of Austin, and then uh, and then the group that's done a really good job of helping these people get from South American countries to Texas, that's what they've been hell-bent on doing over the past uh, several years, mm-hmm. the group Catholic Charities. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, anyway, they hosted a, a, a session last night called Know Your Rights. Uh, when it comes to SB4. We know that there are many immigrant communities, families that are located in this region, and so we thought it was important for us to host an event where our immigrant communities in part are located. Hmm. There you go. Now there's uh, still multiple lawsuits, uh, you know, pending to try to stop SB4, including one from the Justice Department. You know, Greg Abbott really believes that this is, is, you know, constitutionally sound and it's going to it's going to hold up, you know, any law to any lawsuit uh, that the state may be facing. I, I think it's going to be a, a tough challenge. You got a lot of people out there though that, that that have a problem with this. They say, well, you know, it's unconstitutional for to allow our law enforcement to crack down on people who have illegally been invading wait this nation. Minute, wait a minute. They're saying it's illegal to crack down on illegal behavior? Oh, you got all kinds of groups out there saying SB4 is illegal. It's unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's an affront to democracy. Andrew was checking in from the domain this morning. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, guys. Yeah, talking about this border, um, I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast here a while ago, and he had Dr. Phil on. Mm. Well, Dr. Phil was working on his own news station, he went down to the border and was talking to some of these higher border guards. Yeah. One was saying that when Trump was president, when these people came over with children saying, you know, I'm the father, I'm the uncle, they had rapid DNA testing where they could verify that. Once Biden took over, that was gone. 
And also he's saying how they had tens of thousands of children that'll come over like a phone number or address written on their arms. Mm-hmm. And they just send them there. They don't check, see where they're going or anything. So they know that they're being sent for, you know, sex trafficking or slave labor sweatshops mm-hmm. and no one cares. Yeah. So my big thing is like how they want to impeach my orcas or Biden. Why don't they just get a list of these kids and where are they? Show us where they are. You're in charge of this. Where are they? I think the problem is, and we've heard this under testimony, they don't know where they are. They're gone. They are. Yeah. Well, I'm responsible. If I adopted two, three kids and child protectors came to my house, I told them, I don't know where they are. I'm not going to be sitting at home. I'm going to be in prison. Yeah. Here is uh, here's uh, Dr. Phil talking about what you were talking about there, but he was on The View yesterday. My understanding is that you went to the southern border. Now, you're saying that you're going to give people facts. What did you take away from that experience, and what kind of reporting are you going to be bringing back from that experience? I'll tell you a fact I took away. I talked to the head of all the border guards down there, the, the head of the union. I asked him straight up, kids are coming over the border with numbers written on them, phone numbers and addresses. Mm-hmm. Do we check those out? He said, well, we call them. Is it possible that we're sending them into known prostitution rings or sweatshops? He said, it's not possible. It is absolute. We are using American tax dollars to ship children into known prostitution All and sweatshops. Or some children. Well, who knows? Okay. We don't know. I said, are you? So, what kind of checking do they do? So, they, they call the say, number uh-huh, and, and say, "Do you know about this child?" They say, "Yes." Will you receive them when they come? Yes. I said, "Is it possible that that's a prostitution ring?" He said, "We we know enough to know that it in a number of cases it has turned out to be absolute." sex ring. It has turned out to be an absolute sweatshop. I said, how is this possible? Well, what do they and he do said, then? it is happening. What do they do then if they know that that's happening? Where is the U.S. Attorney's Office? Where is the... Here's the here's Damn good the question. You have, to, you have to re-ask that question when we come. All right, there you go. That was on The View yesterday. They they didn't want to hear that for those facts. You could hear Sonny in her tone, right? You said you were going to bring us facts. And is it all the kids? Well, maybe not us, Sonny. Maybe it's just some. Is that a problem, too? Just some? What? Being victimized? Some? I guarantee you that Sonny and, and all those banshees would, would make the argument that, you know, if new gun laws could prevent just one death, it would be worth it. So why can't they make the same argument here that if securing the border could just prevent one death or one little girl from being sold into sex trafficking, it would be worth it? They can't make the argument, though, because it's not politically advantageous for them. Yeah. But I, I, I just, to me, it, it makes sense that you should argue in favor of, of protecting these girls. It is uh, 723. Uh, you could jump in at 512-836-0590. Uh, listen, the, uh, the Fulton County uh, District Attorney, Fannie Willis. The Fannie. She could be facing uh, some disqualification from, you know, from uh, election, the election interference case. Uh, against the former president, Donald Trump, over her, her romantic relationship with that prosecutor, Nathan Wade. You know, he's a southern gentleman. Sure. That's what she said. He's a southern <laughs> gentleman, of course. That's of right. Course, of course he is. She prefers a southern gentleman. That's and she's, she just a, she's just an old-fashioned belle. That's right. Yeah. She's just an old-fashioned... <laughs> <laughs> the quorum drama in Georgia continues this afternoon as DA Fonnie Willis faces disqualification from the election interference case against former President Donald Trump. Now, a judge ordering special prosecutor Nathan Wade's divorce lawyer and former law partner Terrence Bradley to take the stand. He had a hearing behind closed doors yesterday after the judge previously 
previously said Bradley may have been misusing the attorney-client privilege. Now, Trump's lawyers claim that Bradley has direct knowledge that Wade and Willis's relationship started before he was hired in the election interference case oh. against Trump. Later this week, that same judge also planning to address Wade's cell records, which show thousands of interactions with Willis in 2021. Come on now. We get some more bomb, uh, bombshell details today. Yeah. Because sounds, it sounds like they lied in court, didn't they? Yeah. When the relationship began, they 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 very well may have. And I know that certain communications between this Terrence Bradley guy and uh, the Nathan Wade not protected by attorney pl- cr- attorney client privilege. So could be compelled to testify as soon as this afternoon, which would be very exciting. Yeah, that's fun. be a lot of fun to watch. It's like it's like you know it's like Jerry Springer. It's some great daytime TV. That's it has for sure. Been. Yeah. A lot more outbursts, you know. If every if every courtroom proceeding was was you know as you know vibrant. At one point in the trial, Exciting. she said she had a bunch of cash from her previous campaign. Oh, by the way, that's a campaign violation. That's illegal. <laughs> you know, she testified under oath. She always had a bunch of cash, and she said it was a black thing. What does that mean? What does that know. mean? Is it? That seems kind of silly and weird, doesn't it? A lot of people carry cash. What's wrong with that? Oh, she's trying to say carry cash a black thing. Yeah, keeping cash at home is what she said. Oh, well, I do the black wait, thing, wait, too. Why, why, why do you have so much cash at home? It's a black thing. It's what her father said on the stand. Wow. I do the black thing, too, apparently. I guess so. Still believe in cash. I guess so. Physical currency needs to be protected at all costs. Hang on a second. Let me squeeze in. <laughs> Jacob is in Bastrop this morning. Wants to wait on this border crisis. Jacob, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Great. What's on your mind? You know, I, the confusing thing to me is is I don't understand why we're why we're caging these children. These people are coming over the border in absolute droves, and children and parents are being separated from the families. And the parents are getting sent back. Where are these children going? Does anyone know? Do we have any answers for that? It's something Joe should answer, right? Sure. Sure. Nobody's asking him that question. Yeah. If his name was Donald Trump, yeah. they would be asking that question, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Jacob, but no I, one's asking. It's Jacob, wrong guy. I, I, I appreciate the tone in your questioning. I, I get what you're doing there. <laughs> I, I could hear your tongue firmly planted in your cheek. I got you. But no, those are legitimate questions, right? Where are the kids, Joe? Where did the kids go? 733 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You could jump in at 512 836 0590. All right, the primary polls are opening up in uh, in the state of Michigan. Uh, let's get a full report on that story. Voters in Michigan who haven't voted early or haven't cast a ballot by mail are headed to the polls today to vote in the presidential primary. We need you to get out and vote to set the stage for November. Go vote. Former President Donald Trump, the Republican frontrunner, and coming off a big victory over candidate Nikki Haley over the weekend in South Carolina. We're going to win a monumental victory in the Michigan Republican primary. Haley's been campaigning in Michigan ahead of the primary and seemingly hasn't slowed down since the loss in her home state. We'll keep fighting for America and we won't rest until America wins. She's ramping up the rhetoric surrounding her opponent's ages, Biden over 80 years Years old and Trump close to it. For Republicans in Michigan, the primary results will determine 16 of the state's 55 RNC delegates. 
The other 39 will be delegated at a state party convention on Saturday. For Democrats, it's pretty straightforward. 117 delegates up for grabs. It's a state Biden won in 2020, but the president getting pushback from residents who voted for him then, at least some of them. The group listened to Michigan, ramping up the pressure, calling for an end to America's support for Israel. It's also demanding a ceasefire in Gaza and threatening its support for the president this election year. I'm Clayton Neville. All right, there you go. That's newsman Clayton Neville. Uh, you could jump in at 512-836-0590. Voters in Michigan are not 100% on board with uh, with Joe Biden as of late, are they? I, I don't think so. I think a lot of that has to do with uh, his support for Israel or his lack of, uh, I don't know, support for a ceasefire. There are a lot of Palestinian uh, supporters up there's there. A, there's a lot of Michigan voters that believe in the chant River to the Sea. There, that, yes. There's a true. lot of uh, Michigan voters uh, that have uh, come into this country that uh, truly support uh, the Palestinian front, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and do not want Israel to be part of... Uh, uh, America's ally neighborhood, if you will. Right. Well, you know, but maybe they'll vote for Dean Phillips then. We'll actually see old Phillips catch a win for a change. Is it uh, Angel checking in from uh, North Austin this morning? Angel, good morning. Good morning, guys. Yes, sir. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Thank oh, you, thanks, sir. Angel. I just had a question for you guys. Uh, you guys mentioned that um, there are the children in the border who are being taken to these horrible places. And the in the border guards, they actually know that's happening, but there's they sounds like they're still allowing it to happen. I mean, why are they not stopping it? Do they know these kids are being uh, are being taken into pro- prostitution places or sweatshop places? Why are they not themselves just stopping them from being picked up and taken to those places? It's a great question about those children. It's a great question. We should ask the border patrol that. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Why why is the border patrol following a, a dangerous, unlawful order? It's a great question. Yeah, yeah. Why is the yeah, border exactly. patrol doing that? Why is the border patrol following Joe Biden's directions? And why are they not following up? Exact, knowing exactly, vetting fully. You know where these children are going to end up because he's right. You know, if if uh, these kids get shipped off somewhere and you're not asking questions, but you know the possibility is there, that, yeah, maybe they're going to end up in some sort of brothel. Well, that th- that's a problem, and I and I feel like more just human nature would be to want to prevent that. Well, even if they don't end up in some sort of situation like that, or in a sweatshop or something like that, we should know what's happening to these children Absolutely. that we just um, uh, allowed to get on a bus and go someplace. Absolutely right. We should. Uh, they're children. Yeah, it's not. It's not 1906 anymore, where kids are just getting on boats and sailing across the water, and they're gonna. I mean, it's you know, it's it's a very different time now, and we can't just let kids loose in our cities. Yeah, horrible for them if that happens. Well, uh, Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump are going to be on the border today. Uh, different locations, but they're going to be on the border. Is it today or tomorrow? Tomorrow, rather. Yeah, yeah right. tomorrow. Right, wait, oh no, this is only t- so it's Thursday. Actually, I have my days. Well, uh, Joe Biden is planning to uh, to visit Brownsville, Texas. Uh, to meet with officials there, the former president, Donald Trump, he's going to be in Eagle Pass. We have said over and over again, this is a system that has been broken for decades. Under the last administration, as you know, which was a Republican administration, and other administrations before that. The southern border will get dueling visits from President Biden and Donald Trump this week. The White House says the president will visit Brownsville, Texas Thursday, while sources tell the AP Trump will be about 325 miles away in Eagle Pass. The trips underscore immigration's key role in the upcoming election. Both the president and his predecessor are trying to use the broken immigration
immigration system to their advantage. We worked with Republican senators and also Democrats in the Senate to try to come up with a fair and tough uh, piece of legislation that would deal with border security. That was, let's not forget, endorsed by the Border Union Patrol. And that's how seriously the president has taken it. We've done this for months. And House Republicans have gotten in the way. The speaker has gotten in the way. Biden spokeswoman Corrine Jean-Pierre says the president will meet with Border Patrol agents and make the case again for a bipartisan bill to address illegal immigration weeks after Trump's opposition to a Senate proposal led to its collapse. He's going to hear directly from the Border Patrol agents. He's going to see for himself uh, to see what they've been doing on the ground. Remember, these, these Border Patrol agents have been doing everything that they can uh, to secure the border to, with the resources that they have. They need more. They need more. Sagar Magani, Washington. Yeah. How, how about how about how about no and just shut the border down and then you don't have to break the bank and nobody has to be in danger. Yeah. Yeah. And and none of our nurse nursing students get killed. How about right. that? Well, the White House says that Biden's going to be down there reiterating calls for Republicans to stop playing politics, provide funding for the border patrol agents, more asylum officers. And fentanyl detection. So they're not looking for any any secure border. They're just saying the Republicans are the reason why this is a problem. We need more money so we can continue to play games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's see. Let's squeeze in Jerry in North Austin this morning. Hey, Jerry. Hey, guys. I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know if you all know the answer to this. Does the Border Patrol agents, do they have telephones? Yes or no question? They do. Yes. Okay. Here's a crazy idea, and this might be advanced detective work, but if one of these kids comes across with a phone number and an address... And that and an agent thinks that maybe this is sending them to a place of ill repute. Could they maybe pick up the phone and call some law enforcement and say, hey, so-and-so, maybe go check this address and see if everything is on the up and up. I mean, just a thought, just a crazy idea. No, no, no. That, that makes logical sense. It does. What makes what makes even more sense is to shut the border down and not even have to deal with this crisis. How about that? 100%. B- yeah. Borders language culture. Yeah. 100%. And, 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 and to answer your question, we don't have the resources for that. We don't have the resources to protect children. Yeah. All the more reason to shut the border down. Exactly. Indeed. Thank you, man. Appreciate you checking in. It is uh, uh, 740 uh, jump in here at 512-836-0590. You know, this is the first time Joe Biden's been to the border, isn't it? It's the second time. I think it's the second, second time. Second time. Yeah. Second time. Yeah, he's only been, you know, in the White House since early 2021. But, you know, glad you could finally make it down here. Everybody's been telling you for, for the entirety of your presidency that there is a crisis down here. Thank you so much for, for rushing to get here. Can't wait to see the spin on this one. It'll be a vastly different uh, tone in Eagle Pass when Donald Trump is talking about. He'll be talking about the actual problem. 746 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us at 512-836-0590. This story involving the uh, the Georgia nursing students that was taken from us uh, by an illegal alien from Venezuela. Is this a turning point in the conversation and the debates? When it comes to border security, is it 512-836-0590? I mean, it it should be because, you know, yet again, an American citizen has been murdered by someone who doesn't belong here, is illegally here, snuck into this sovereign nation. It should be a turning point, a wake-up call, but it won't be. It won't be because, well, it wasn't a turning point with uh, Kate Steinle, was it? It was not. Right. Uh, it, it wasn't. It, it, it hasn't been a turning point, period. 
you know, kind of like I pointed out, if we were talking about guns, then yeah, you'd have all these same people that are defending the open border right now demanding something change because if one life is saved, then the law was worth it. But it doesn't that doesn't apply to the border and American lives, you know, that are taken from illegal immigrants. Let's see, uh, Ted in South Austin this morning. Hey, Ted. How's it going? Good. What's on your mind? Well, I, I think it would be pretty amazing if uh, Trump diverted his flight and went down to Brownsville <laughs> and uh, had an unofficial debate about immigration there. I'd love to see that. That'd be fantastic. Imagine the dueling crowds there and, and how Trump's would probably just dwarf it. Yeah. Come on. You know, it would. Yeah, it would uh, definitely draw a crowd. Uh, this story out of Georgia, though, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, is it getting the coverage that it should, you know, with the mainstream media? You know, that you know what I'm talking about? Because it does tell a narrative that is very uh, anti-Joe Biden, doesn't it? Uh, well, I don't know. If, I mean, it certainly, it, it tells a, a narrative. It tells a narrative of Joe Biden having blood on his hands. Sure. Certainly. I have not... I mean, I, I've seen plenty of coverage on, uh, you know, flipping around CNN and the MSNBC. And, There's a jogging incident. Yeah, that was one that was that AP. Yeah, I reported yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It, they wrote about the dangers of jogging as a female. She and, and and according to CNN, she was killed, allegedly killed or taken by someone who was not uh, uh, a, a, a fellow student on campus. That's right. how CNN covered it. It was in. Uh, it happened in Athens, Georgia, and so they called this illegal immigrant an Athens man who is alleged to have killed this uh, nursing student. Yeah. An Athens man. Saying, no, he's, he's not. He's actually not even from country yeah. here. Yeah. And, and, and can I push back on one thing you said a minute ago? And, and I agree with you. This guy snuck in. The reality is he walked in and was oh. probably given a cell phone, probably given some cash, probably given a bus ride somewhere, right? Think about that. After we're so generous to let you in and then you take one of our kids. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people that call this an invasion. And if that inv that invader took one of our women and children. If you had eight, nine million people just show up in your backyard, right? Which, I mean, just for the sake of argument, uh, you know, you, you would say, well, what are you doing? I didn't, I, you, I have a, I got a fence there for a reason. You do not belong here. You've broken in here. Uh, so you say, yes, you, you've invaded my home. You've invaded my property. But for some reason, we can't say that when nine million people flood into the United States, more than the population of dozens of states. You know, it's, it's truly absurd. All is going according to plan for the globalists. I think you're right. An emotional vigil at the University of Georgia brought confusion and heartbreak to Lakin Riley's sorority sisters who remembered Lakin's life. As a sister shared that she had more drive than anyone that they knew. She was devoted to making this world a better place. And we have no doubt that she would have been an incredible nurse. It is absolutely earth-shattering to think that the world will never have that opportunity. But the impact that she made within her 22 years was enough to last a lifetime and beyond. Investigators say Riley went out for an early morning jog, and when she didn't return home, her roommate called police. The 22-year-old's body was eventually found, and 26-year-old Jose Ibarra was arrested last week and charged with malice murder, felony murder, false imprisonment, and other charges. He's not a U.S. citizen, and immigration officials say they now have a detainer on him. This president and this you know, so-called czar of the border vice president uh, did not do that. And they were hoping the American people 
we're going to ignore this issue, and now we have a dead young woman because of it. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp spoke with Fox News and said that Riley's murder was preventable. He blamed the Biden administration for not securing the southern border. This is President Biden prepares to visit the border on Thursday. Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre. Obviously, he's going to meet with frontline folks who, who work on the ground, including Border Patrol uh, agents, hear directly from them. Biden's calling for accountability in the Georgia College student's death. Police referring to the killing as a crime of opportunity where they say the suspects saw Riley and bad things happened. I'm Clayton Neville. All right. Very uh, bad things. Listen, the southern border is seeing an uptick of foreign nationals illegally crossing into the United States with many coming from countries other than Mexico. Now, Border Patrol agents Art Del Cueto he was on the Fox Business Channel just a few minutes ago. We, we've seen individuals from China, from Chad, from the Islamic Republic of Maritonia, you know, from, from Egypt, from all over the world. It's reported that over 168 different countries of individuals have been coming into the United States, especially under this administration. Wow. Now, uh, Customs and Border Pro Protection Forces, they tell Fox News that more than 22,000 Chinese nationals have illegally crossed in the U.S. since the start of October. Wow. Wow. And and so it sounds to me like we're already. I mean, we're we're on a much faster pace than than last year. The number of Chinese nationals that that were estimated to have crossed it was only, I think, in the thirty thousands, right? Or was it, or was it in the fifties? Either way, I, I would be willing to bet we get, we see more of them this year, absolutely, than last year. And Joe Biden said recently that you know the nation's laws and resources haven't kept up uh, with our immigration system. He says it's broken and our politics has failed to fix it. Right. And he followed that up with, to my Republican colleagues, doing nothing is not an option. Mm. Compromise is part of the process. But the thing is, there is nothing to compromise with. It's, there's, there's nothing for the border. The, 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 the Democrats are just saying, well, we're going to add more resources to process asylum claims. That's not securing the border. Let me ask you this. And I and, 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 uh, just want to throw this out there, just kind of putting some of the stories together this morning that we've been discussing. Specifically, this uh, this Peter Schweizer book mm -hmm. called Blood Money, and how the Chinese government is allowing these uh, these Glock switches. It's a little device that turns a, a handgun into an automatic weapon. Yeah, allowing. Uh, well, they're being shipped into the United States. Yeah, from China. From China. Mm -hmm. Plus the fentanyl and how many uh, young young people it's killed over the past couple of years. I don't know. Is it too far fetched to think that there may be something in the making to attack us from within? Well, no, I mean, uh, weaken, uh, weaken them from within and then go, you know, when they're, when they're no longer strong. I mean, that's how, your F, that's how your FBI director Chris Ray's been talking, right? Well, he made it pretty clear that, that it's not a matter of if, but when. He made it, he made it very clear that they're going to come after our infrastructure and, you know, water and power and lights and all that stuff. Sure, why not? I mean, destabilize us from the inside. It may be too late once the rest of uh, America, you know, wakes up to, to some of these stories. Because most people going about their day, they're just not aware of this stuff. Sure. Right? Sure. Once they become aware, it may be too late. And for others, they're, they're aware of it, but only in the circles that they've, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Uh-huh. You know. Well, well, we've known over the past couple of years that conspiracy theories are actually spoiler alerts. Yeah. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. 
Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ.